Hey, rock stars, I'm JB, expert salesperson and master presenter. I'm the doctor, psychologist, and behavioral expert. This is the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab Podcast. We're high-performance coaches that help service-based professionals and entrepreneurs take their skills to the next level. 70% of entrepreneurs fail, which is why every week we have real talk with real entrepreneurs to help ensure you are not one of them. We're also the inventors of the Be Rich Mindset, where we rise to mastery, inspire greatness, celebrate knowledge, and help others along the way. So join us in the lab. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to the lab. I'm JB. Now I'm the doctor. For all you first-time listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, make sure you give us a like, a subscribe, a follow, a five-star review, whether you're listening to us on a podcast or watching us on YouTube. We appreciate it. We do this for you. Same goes for all of our listeners who are joining us again. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you haven't done any of that stuff yet, go and do it all right now. And bring a friend along. Friends like to do that kind of stuff together. And, you know, it's always better to travel in bunches. Just get a bunch of friends together and do it all. But make sure they listen, too, of course. That's important. Have a listening party. I haven't even heard it. That's not a real thing, is it? You're just sure, making that up. You're just, just messing with me now? <laughs> How come I never got invited to a listening party, huh? I uh, can't tell you. Don't, don't even go No there. such thing. <laughs> don't even go there, man. So I, I, I gotta say, man, I, uh, I was cracking up this, this morning. I had a, I had a reel come out where I hurt myself and it was like my most popular reel of all time. Just the fact that I hurt myself is an incredibly exciting thing for a lot of people, I guess. People like to laugh at people, especially someone else's pain. I know. And it was the saddest kind of pain. I, I, I dropped the weight on my pinky nail. That's painful. That hurts, but it's almost like an embarrassing pain. feelings. That's all. <laughs> What I thought the interesting part of it was it wasn't even you actually getting hurt. It was just the picture of the the weight that got you. Right. Pretty much a static picture of a weight gets a lot of attention. So this is where I asked the question, is that weight more entertaining than you are? Well, that's just sad. let's, Let's not let's not ask that question at all. I like to think it was the audio that I put on there. I put a trendy audio and that's all that matters. Okay, because if I'm going to do some research next week, it might be the weight and doctor podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You hurt my ego, man. Let's uh, let's move it on. So I'm I'm pretty pumped here, Doc. For for anybody who's new to joining us here in the lab, uh, we try to always bring on a a real professional, have a real conversation with, learn a little bit about, give you some insights. Really excited today for our guest because it's somebody that we've known for a long time now. We've worked really closely with directly ourselves, huge belief system that we share and just an absolutely fantastic story behind the guy. So we're going to welcome our very own coach, Mr. Mark Bones, to join us here in the lab. Mark, how are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you. And what amazes me most is the fact that dropping a weight on your pinky finger is even a story that you put on social media. <laughs> I mean, what's with that? <laughs> <laughs> when you're going for for a story a day, you start to run out of stuff. <laughs> I can tell. It's hard. <laughs> I, and, and the real question is, did you purposely cro- drop the weight on your pinky finger so that you had a story to put on social media? Interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to share something. I'm going to open up here. I did not purposefully do it, but I was actually 
actively trying to do something for social media when I did it to myself. So, you know, I, the, the chicken so come before the egg here, I don't know. I, I did, right? I manifested that. I made it happen. <laughs> I'm worried now that that got your biggest number that you're going to start hurting yourself in other ways for the views. Hey, whatever it takes, brother. I, I mean... <laughs> wow. To get a safety pain at least. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mark, thanks, thanks for joining us. For, for all our listeners and our viewers who haven't had the chance to, to get to know you themselves directly, uh, do us a favor, share a little bit about who you are, what you focus on, and what you do so people can get a, caught up to speed a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a coach. I help people to build businesses. That's a very simple, plain way of, of looking at it, really. But I'm passionate about helping people to live their full purpose and potential in in the career business world um so uh, a very brief story at the age of 26 years old i i i leased a 200 acre island in fiji and invited the world to become tribe members so online we decided what was going to be built on this island it was an eco island so accommodation food how we'd interact with the nearby fijians all that kind of crazy stuff and then we actually allow people to go to the island and take part in its development so this was in 200 media outlets around the world, became a TV show in three countries uh, and really set me up for this. Had to have this passion around building communities and utilizing communities to build businesses that change and transform people's lives. So that's a little bit about where I've come from. Uh, but I, I help people to really build something that enables them to live a, a legacy, to live a legacy and leave a legacy on planet Earth. So, you know, I, I, from our perspective, this was one of those things where we we learned about you, we heard about you, we started mm. following you, and we really just kind of felt like this idea of community and and you know, communities that convert, which is what you focus on today, mm. was really powerful. And, and it really engaged and, and moved us, and it aligned really well with with our vision mm. of how to impact people. I'm curious, did you... Did you always kind of feel this way about community or is this something that just kind of developed out there for you? How did it all really start? Well, if we're going to be really deep, um, interestingly to, to reflect on that, I'd say that I actually, when I was younger, I, I wasn't part of a community in that, you know, I was at school as a kid, as we all, all do, we're at school, but like I was never good at sport. I was in the, in the UK, we have, um, this crazy, or well, we did have a crazy scenario where, for example, we'd play football and two people would be selected to be the team captains. And then they would individually start to choose any of the kids that they wanted on their team. I was always last. Nobody wanted me on their team because if I saw a football coming in my direction, I would run the other way because I had no idea what to do with it. And I didn't like the attention to be on me, you know, on, on the field there. So interestingly, I didn't have that essence of community, I was, uh, I always struggled with my sexuality. So I felt like I was an outsider because everybody else was these kind of big football playing kind of guys in my mind. Um, and then as I, as I moved through my life, I actually then started to become involved in, in, in a Christian environment. Um, and I was taking young people to Africa. I was uh, building nonprofit organizations that were deeply centered around community. So it was my lack of experience of community at the beginning um, that then resulted in me being deeply involved in community. And I love that. Like I'm, I'm not involved in the church any, anymore in that same way, but that deep sense of community and that belonging and that 
um, support for one another. I just see the potential of that, no matter what's going on in the world, and and we see that today in you know in in Russia, Ukraine situation, and you know community is everything. When you when you look at the impact that mm. that building these communities has had mm. uh, on yourself and the and the people that you kind of coached along the way to to help develop them uh, these themselves, you know, uh, pretty pretty life changing, I imagine. Just just a, a huge difference. Have you found found a lot of fulfillment with that? Because I think a lot of the people that we we have listened in, you know, fulfillment's kind of a big part of the conversation, right? It's it's not just about running a successful business. It's what's going to actually leave me feeling satisfied. Mm. Yeah, so obviously community is about relationships and when we bring people together and relationships are formed, anything can happen. So the first business that I, I mentioned, um, Tribe Wanted in Fiji, you know, we brought together people from all over the world. As a result of that, there were marriages that took place. Um, there were children that were born just by an idea that was in my mind that brought people together. My sister that was in the UK worked for the business and she's now living in New Zealand. She met a partner in Fiji as a result of this idea. She's now got three kids. So the idea of bringing people together to see what happens is awesome. And then, you know, to give another example, we have, uh, I have a client that has built a, a community for parents with children on the autism spectrum. And this is a significant community here in Australia and indeed online around the world. And to see the messages and support in this group for for, for example, women that are struggling because they don't know how to deal with their children at home when they're having episodes and they post in the group and the level of love and support and encouragement. And, you know, it's just, an, it's incredible to sit there and see these things unfold and to think that, wow, I had some role in that. And, and that's what it's really about for me. Pretty inspiring. I, I mean, there's just no doubt about it. So, so kind of just curious. Big belief in this, and again, we 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 share this. So, you know, we we have our own community, the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab, that we're 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 constantly advocating, try to help people uh, just be better at what they do and give them the resources inside to do it. So, we're 100 aligned, I think, in this idea behind it. I, I'm curious. You, you, there's a lot of people out there today who say, "Hey, you can't really run a business without a true community and a and a tribe behind it." Do you, do you kind of feel that way? Is that is? I don't, I don't mean to put words in my in your mouth by any means. I'm just curious. What's your take on that? I think, for me, the key thing about what you've said is a true community, uh, and we're living in this world now of the online world, aren't we? So, you know, a true community uh, to me are people that are passionate consumers of your content and your product. So, for example, I, I spoke to somebody recently and he told me that he had an Instagram following of 100,000 people. I said, congratulations, well done. How much money are you making? He said $100 a month. Now, to me, anybody can click follow or, or you know, people can buy followers. So the essence here is true community. It's not about Facebook page likes or Instagram followers or TikTok followers. It's about nurturing a true community who are genuinely passionate about you and the, the content that you're sharing, the business that you're building and the products that you have. You've been doing this for a while, right? Yeah. So, so safe, safe to say you've probably you've, you've been there, you've done that. <laughs> you've got a lot of experience, good and bad, with the building of communities. Mm -hmm. um, let's say you're a business owner out there. You, you, you're on board with this concept there. You, you believe that, that, Hey, it, it makes sense. Everything you just said there, you're going to be able to leave an impact. You're actually going to be able to nurture and, uh, really, you know, 
build a relationship with the people within your community. What are some of the stumbling blocks you see? What, what's some of the hardest things when it comes to actually building this out for, for businesses and professionals? Great question. Um, I'd say a couple of things that stand out for me. One is learning how to market your work in a way that connects with your audience. So we very often as business owners, we launch a website or, you know, we launch a Facebook page or Instagram and we've got an account. We've got a great idea for a business, but we're just that, that it's that all kind of mindset of if you build it, they will come. If you put a website up there, they will just come. It, it doesn't happen. So learning how to find your audience, how to connect with your audience and how to continually build that relationship with your audience is, 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 is the first thing that's really, really key. The second thing is, especially when we're starting off as business owners, we're really hungry to see the sales. We've put you know a long time effort, energy into trying to build something that really will enable us to make money and live a life of freedom. But we often negate the community building concept because we go all in to try and make a sale too quickly. So we're filling up DMs on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, and we're just trying to get the sale. And so I believe that we have this, every, every single individual has a trust point bank, and we've got to fill that trust point bank with 100 trust points before we start talking about a product or a service. I have to have an audience that has built a relationship with me. They see the value in what I have to say. And if I get that right, I will forever have a pipeline of people coming to me, not, not me trying to bang them over the head to buy my thing. I want people to come to me because they see the value in what I have to say. So two, two key takeaways there for me with regards to how to build, in, build community properly in a way that actually you can commercialize. And the system works. I mean, you've seen this with, with a ton of people you've coached. I mean, the testimonials are all over your page. It, it really does work. And I love that concept, right? Of bringing, bringing your audience to you, right? I'm not out here trying to convince somebody or persuade them or, or, or really try to, you know, even manipulate. Because a lot of times people will, will take sales and manipulation. They'll put them side by side, right? It's one in the same in their, in their minds. It's a bad thing or a bad word. Uh, this is about bringing buyers to you. This is about bringing the audience to you because something that you're saying really speaks to them and, and you can solve a problem that, that they trust you can solve. Mm. Uh, that trust probably doesn't come too quick though. I, I, I would imagine. No, not at all. And so that's why constantly giving value, whether it's Facebook lives, whether it's you're building a group, whether it's a lead magnet, so a webinar download, even constantly giving value. So that when it's right for that individual, when that individual is now thinking, I need to solve this problem, then you are the person in their mind to come to. Now, I know that there'd be a lot of people that are, are business coaches that would be saying, speaking against this, saying you need to be more aggressive. You need to jump in and get the sale. But to me, you've got to find a way of, of building your business that feels genuine and authentic to you. There are so many models out there, but if you try and follow a model that isn't authentically you, you're never going to make the sale. So for me, what aligns with me is really, truly, deeply connecting with people, hearing where they're at, hearing what they want to achieve, and then providing value and having conversations that then lead to conversions. I think what we see a lot these days is it's a change because social media the internet, these are things that have been around for a while now. People mm -hmm. are catching on to the idea that it is a big sales 
aspect to it. Mm. And they're catching on to that idea that everyone's got an angle. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's not as sneaky as it used to be. It's kind of out there because everyone's caught on to a lot of those tricks. Mm. So the goal becomes to keep making more tricks up or do you just kind of put it out there like you're saying, Mark, and, and just be authentic and really give value and and start to create that community because people also do want to be connected. So if they start to feel that safety, then again, just psychologically, they're going to shift that mind to, all right, this person's not trying to just spam me mm. and, and be sneaky. This person's actually trying to help me. And there's a big block in the beginning for that because people are used to a hundred different face groups, a hundred different ads, um, every mm. kind of pitch they can possibly ever think of. And it's, it's a changing society and you have to keep up with that. And I think it's a maturity of how you operate as a business owner and when I first started my business, you know, coaching, I, I was struggling to sell my service at $100 an hour. And, and you feel the pressure of being a partner in a relationship that isn't bringing the equal amount of money in or the bills that need to be paid. And so I remember at the beginning that I would have anybody and everybody as my client. And, you know, there is that kind of fake it till you make it approach. There is the, you know, Richard Branson talked about simply um, saying yes to things and then figuring out how to, how to do it later on. But as you mature, you realize that your, the way your, um, not just your process and your system, but who you are as a person doesn't align with everybody and you don't connect with everybody either. And that's okay. So now it's been a, a confident position where I can have people on the phone and I can say, look, I, I don't know whether we can work together just now. I don't know whether this is a good fit, but this is what we're here to explore. And that's a decision for you to make and for me to make. That really breaks down the barriers. And it might be that at the end of the conversation, uh, me and this individual might not be a good fit, but 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 the trust is there. And so they will go away and speak to three other people and say, you need to speak to this guy because I'm not just trying to make the sale, you know, and, and trying to make the sale means that you, you don't always get results. Uh, your clients don't always get results. So it's about having the confidence of A, your services, B, who you can help and C, it's the maturity of confidence of saying no to a financial opportunity, knowing that, that, the money will come along and the right people will come along. I've said no to people that wanted to work with me at like a $5,000 level. And two weeks later, a hundred thousand dollar one-to-one gigs come up and, and the money has been there. So it's too easy to sacrifice in the short term for what could be painful, whether it's because it's a, not a good fit, than seeing the opportunities that could be out there, not having those limiting beliefs around or scarcity around money and opportunities for you. I love that. It reminds me of the the marshmallow test. Have you heard of that, Mark? You've no. run across that no. study before. Uh, done years ago, uh, they they took a, a bunch of, I think, five or six-year-olds. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And yeah. The, the two giant marshmallows, they put it in front of them and they say, hey, you know what? If you're, uh, if you're patient, you'll get both these marshmallows. You just got to wait. 15 minutes and you get both marshmallows um, or you can have one marshmallow right now and 80% of kids, right? 80% of kids right off the bat. Boom. We're going to take that first marshmallow. We, we don't have the patience to wait. Mm. Uh, and, and what the study found is that that correlates to us as adults, right? You know, one out of five of us are really able to be patient and to wait for a better benefit. We, we want things now. 
and it's really hard to overcome. Uh, so what you just said just reminded me of that because it's really hard, I think, for a lot of for a lot of professionals. You know, even if things are pretty stable and consistent, even if they are doing pretty well, to sit back and say no to a financial opportunity uh, that takes a lot of discipline. And I think recognizing that there will be future opportunities and being able to see beyond what's right in front of you, right? Be able to see the forest beyond the trees. And JB just reminded me of something also. Uh, and if you happen to be listening to this podcast, you also know we are available on YouTube to watch the video so you can get the full visual visual effect as well. And while you're on that YouTube channel, we uh, a little while back reacted to that marshmallow test oh as gosh, a training right. video. <laughs> and we reacted that to that marshmallow ago. test. And we ended that marshmallow <laughs> test with the marshmallow contest of who could shove as many marshmallows in their mouth. So if you want some real good comedy or average comedy or if you want to laugh at it, uh, that is on our YouTube channel, Cheap Cheap Plug. It was a little funnier than me hurting my fingers. <laughs> but what's interesting there about that marshmallow test is that, we, that that's children and children don't have the experience or maturity over life to understand that if I don't, if I say this no to this now, something else might come along or weighing up the pros and cons. And whilst as an adult, you know, we can be adults, but we can still be children in business. Mm -hmm. And it's the same principle that in terms of in business, we can still be childlike and, and, and don't have that maturity, but it's trusting the fact that if you, if you, truly align yourself with how you are uniquely building your business the opportunities will be more abundant and i think that's really important in in, in this world right now like we said earlier that, that there's opportunity everywhere there's coaches and consultants and everybody's telling you that their way is the way and if you don't follow their way it's game over for you you know in order to try and get the sale but again maturity of business maturity as a human being enables you to see that there's a multiplicity of ways out there and it's finding the ways that connect with you and when you do that and your heart and your soul and, and everything that you have your the fiber of your being is in your business you will be successful in whatever that means for you do you think there's a way to fast track that so let's say we've got a listener out there a viewer who's sitting there and they're like okay i'm, I'm with you I, i'm on board with what you're saying how do i find that way that speaks to me you know, do you, do you think that's something that's kind of serendipitous? It just it just falls into your into you when the timing's right, or is, is do you think there's a way you can kind of speed up and really diagnose what's going to work best for somebody? Um, look, I know there's there's lots of examples out there of coaches that are very much you know um, hit seven figures fast or you know six figures in six weeks type stuff, but you can't shortcut experience you just can't shut shortcut experience so the best or the fastest way for i would say is to to listen to, is to read lots is to listen to podcasts is to find people out there as mentors uh, as as coaches in your space that you align with and then start to decide um who is who do you align with that you feel whose principles could be applied to your business for it to be successful so don't rush into the first you know person that comes into your inbox i talk to people every day who tell me you know this last year i spent 50 just one person yesterday this last year i spent fifty thousand dollars i regret 
buying into this coach because I didn't do enough research and I wasn't aligned with the thing. So the, the best shortcut is to not rush it and to really find those people that you connect with. That will make you ultimately accelerate faster. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, that that is so key right there. It's we all want now. I mean, it just goes right back to everything we've been talking about, right? It's it's perfectly natural to want now, but that does tend to lead to rushing sometimes. And in business, rushing can really it, it can it can hurt you a lot more than it helps you. Right. And I, I'm a big advocate. Hey, moving in any direction is better than standing still. Uh, but sometimes you can be heading towards the train tracks and not even know it. So, so that's not always the case, right? It's, it's maybe good, uh, a broad rule, but you know, everybody's situation specific. So I, so I love that, right. You know, don't rush into something until you've done your research and your due diligence. I'm very grateful that I've got the doc, uh, to kind of wheel me in sometimes and rein me in because I tend to be a doer. I, I'm a real action oriented person. Uh, so he, he keeps my head on my shoulder sometimes. Keep away from the train. <laughs> keep, keep away from the weights. Um, but the but the, <laughs> but the other side to that is because we do want everything now. So let's say, for example, I work with you know coaches, consultants, experts, largely, and because we want everything fast, we can launch, for example, a funnel. So let's say a landing page that is let's say a seven a seven step guide on how to achieve X, and we can get it out there and put it out there and. You might not get people come through the funnel. You could launch a webinar and you might have, let's say, I don't know, 20 people register. Nobody turns up on the webinar. And very quickly, you then make the decision, webinars don't work, downloads, guides don't work. Instead of understanding that every single step of the way, there's a process to improve. So what was the email sequence of the language that you used to try and get people onto the webinar? What was the content on the landing page? What process do you have in place to make sure that those have registered actually make sure that they attend? You know, what hooks have you got in the content to make sure that they stay until the end? How will you encourage them to schedule a call or buy? What's the follow-up? There are so many moving parts and we just see what's out there. We try and copy kind of what's online because we want that quick shortcut. And suddenly we throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, webinars don't work, challenges don't work, whatever it is doesn't work when we haven't given it the time to refine. And again, it's that maturity of experience. And it's through doing that, that you build a six, seven figure business, but that takes time. Yeah, I, I, heard something early on in my sales career from uh, one of my mentors, which is it doesn't really matter what you do in a lot of ways, as long as you're consistent in doing it and you continue to do it, you'll find success. It doesn't matter if it's cold calling. It doesn't matter if it's mailers. It doesn't matter if it's challenges or webinars, um, which really didn't even exist. You know, back then I'm starting to date myself a little bit here, <laughs> but you know, it's a, uh, it, it is pretty amazing. I, what you said there, you're, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think a lot of people are guilty of that, mm. right? So they try something once, it doesn't work, and they they hang up the towel. And I'm done with it. When it's really, you know, where did it break down? Why did it break down? What can I what can I fix? What can I work on? What can I improve? And what's the next iteration look like? It's the difference between trying something and experiment and continuing on and tweaking versus trying something and just walking away and going to, to a totally different direction. So that, that does come with maturity. You're right. And it's a concept of failing fast. So I say to all of my clients, like imagine um, a staircase going going up, right? So steps going up on every, say, third or fourth step, there's a flag. That flag represents money, 
right? So making money. But in business, it's too easy to experience a failure and to spend so much time reflecting on that failure that we never progress up the steps. So I used to do it. Like if I had a, a sales call and that sales call, I just couldn't get that person over the line. I couldn't make that sale. I would I would be in mourning for three days about how how I could have improved what I did wrong instead of just going out again and making it happen. And if you look at that in every single area, sales, like we said earlier, it could be a webinar funnel that you decide doesn't work. You're constantly slowing down your own growth. And as you kind of allude to as well, that whatever business you start might not end up looking like the business that you originally thought you were going to have. And it's that concept of failing fast, not slowing your own progress down to make sure that you are successful ultimately through the learnings that you experience along the way. And too many people get caught up in, I'm not good enough. Why am I even bothering to build a business? I'm never going to be able to do this. I should just go and get a corporate job. It's game over before you've even started. Yeah, I, I got to imagine that's a big mental block for a lot of people, just the uh the unwillingness to see it through. They sometimes, you know, it's, it's funny in sales. Uh, it, it's rare, rarely the smartest person. That's the most successful. <laughs> it's typically the person that's just willing to kind of, to your point, get back on the horse. Mm. Right. You know, so what I got, I, I fell off the horse. doesn't matter. I'm just going to jump right back on. Mm. And the faster you jump on the, the quicker you're going to be able to get to the next. Yes. Which is really all this comes down to. It's the opportunity to go directly from a no to a yes. Cause a lot of times it is just a numbers game in sales. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said at the beginning, I ha I hated sales. Absolutely hated sales. And yeah, I struggled to, as I say, sell my services at hundred dollars an hour. Uh, and now, you know, I've built a multiple seven figure business about 2 million or so has been through me on the phone, speaking to people, but directly reflecting on, okay, I didn't get that sale. What do I need to learn? Is it me? Was it the audience? How do I handle objections? How can I make sure there's the right people on the phone in the first place? It, 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 I think it's so easy to think, you know, we'll set, we'll set up a website. People will come. It'll be easy to make money. But there's just so many improvements along the way in refining that you've got to stay in it for the long game. Well, the last part of what you said right there, how do I make sure I'm talking to the right people? Might be maybe the most important thing in sales. I, th I think a whole lot of times when I talk with professionals uh, and, and they talk about business that they lost or they didn't win and you really start kind of chipping away at that and digging, it's, uh, well, were they really the right people? Were they really your ideal audience? Yeah. Or, or are you talking to who you really should have been talking to? And, and a lot of times the answer is no. You know, mm -hmm. Seven, eight, nine times out of 10, and well, it wasn't the right person. They weren't ready or they didn't fit the profile or you weren't really you know in a position to help them the way that you would ideally want to be able to. It's just... It's just it's so important to be talking to the right person when you do. I think that's a lot of times when you see people buying from you instead of having to sell. And it's an amazing thing, Mark. My my anticipation is probably from where you sit today, you probably don't hate sales anymore. It's no. very different from what it used to be for you. Absolutely. And that goes back to the community building approach because now I've built this community and I'm giving value. I used to like... I was going for that building the multiple seven figure business. Then the goal was the eight figure business. And, and every single step of the way you are outsourcing, you're building teams. And so I got to the stage where I was, I had somebody else write the copy for my email for, for quite, quite a long time uh, for my weekly emails. And in the end, I just felt like I've lost this authenticity. This is, it's not 
this content isn't me anymore and took the reins back. And now I love writing emails and I get replies and I respond to every single email. And now when I get people on the phone, it's very much, Mark, I saw your live or I read your email or I was on your challenge. I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. It's never a, oh my gosh, I feel like I need to bang this person over the head to buy my thing. It's just a great quality conversation. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful thing when, when you find people that really resonate with what you're talking about and, uh, you're on the same page, right? You get that, that, that same energy going. Mm. It's, it's a big deal. That's right. And, and that's what business is truly all about. It's making the right connections, enjoying what you're doing because many people, you know, we know in the corporate world, people wake up on a Monday morning and I oh, can't be bothered. Here we go again. That happens in the business world all the time. So to build a business that you love is equally important as building a business that makes money. Yeah. And, and they're not necessarily the same thing sometimes. And that's okay too, right? We could do something that we love that doesn't necessarily make us a, a great living uh, and, and do a business that does make us a living. And that's okay too, right? It, not everything has to be perfect, I, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because a, a lot of people get that in their heads, it has to be perfect. Uh, when really you just got to figure out what makes you happy and fulfilled and and of course pays the bills right you, you do need to be able to pay bills hopefully <laughs> that's, that's an important one you gotta have health insurance right <laughs> that's right that's right uh so so what what's the next step mark i mean you you've gotten multiple seven figure businesses at this point it sounds like you really got kind of a an appreciation for how you like to run a business and what you what you like to do kind of what's on the horizon for you where where are you looking now yeah, well, look, it's interesting because I I was so passionate about building this multiple seven-figure business, and it's what all the kind of gurus in my space encourage you to do, and then to look at the eight figures. And and I had a, a number of awarenesses. Um, one awareness was I was building a multiple seven-figure business, and personally, I was making more money when it wasn't a multiple seven figure business and I was building these big teams around it, I was making more money on my own uh, when it was a, a smaller goal financially, but, but less teams. Um, I was enjoying it more um, on when it was smaller because then I was responsible for managing teams and people and finances and all that kind of stuff. At the same time, life happens. Um, so myself and my partner, were going through a surrogacy process right now very excited about that um same-sex relationship obviously focusing on baby and i know that the pace that my partner and i are going at currently is not possible to sustain with a baby so there's been reflections there and also um i've been very passionate about a, a brand new startup as well um so i've been working on a a concept called inspo um and it's an app and so Obviously, your audience understand that I, I work with people that help other people to improve their lives in some way. So Inspo is an app that enables celebrities, influencers, and experts to provide personalized video responses to questions that their fans have. So imagine asking a, a, a successful tennis player, if you're an upcoming tennis player, how to improve your forehand or asking a gay, a gay icon how you can share your sexuality with the world in a way that you feel comfortable with. So I'm, I'm looking at multiple factors of my life because I've gone through this process of 
having the, the 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 blinkers down this path of you have to be this one person and this one niche and all the things that we're told if you're not known as the guy so the community's guy i was the tribe guy if you're not known as that guy then you won't build a successful business and now i realize that you know look at the successful entrepreneurs and how they uh, have increased their wealth increased their business increased their brands so i'm now looking at other opportunities to capitalize on what i've built so far in a way that enables me to spend time with my future family still make money and of course leave a legacy it's amazing how we we can still evolve right <laughs> it doesn't matter where where we end up in our career or our businesses there's always a chance to evolve and to and to become more or, or become different than what we were. And that's not a bad thing. But importantly, we should evolve because I, so I gave you the example of the very beginning when I set up the business in Fiji that was community-based. And then I built a Facebook group of 34 and a half thousand people, became a multiple seven-figure business. But I was known as the groups guy, the Facebook groups guy. And I realized that if I don't change that perception of me or that focus, social media changes another platform could come along and be the platform and suddenly uh, being the facebook group guy that was once um uh, quite advanced because i launched my first group in 2013 could suddenly make me a dinosaur if i'm not careful so then i changed from groups to communities and communities across multiple platforms so i think the danger is if you don't evolve rather than thinking that you know it's wrong to evolve like business is a constantly moving thing and you've got to adapt with the times we've all seen it with covid and everything else that's going on in the world that evolving should be a priority not a negative in your mind yeah it's a, it's a big belief of ours evolve the mastery if you're watching on youtube you can see that down below it's just it's one of the taglines we use all the time i i mean i saw it in the corporate world mark financial services which tends to move like dinosaurs sometimes when you're dealing with fortune 50 companies mm. uh they can just be very very slow mm. to to adapt and to evolve and and i saw it cause a lot of pain uh you know that that unwillingness or or sometimes the it's like that cruise ship. The inertia is just so great. It's it's slow to change direction, even even when you need to. Something to be said about being nimble. Mm. And, and it sounds like you you learned that even in a sense that you you don't like this idea of carrying these big teams and scaling in a way that takes you out from the heart of your business. Mm. Uh, it makes it a lot harder to manage. There's no doubt about it. Again, we're online and we're bombarded with adverts and DMs from all these other people telling you how you should grow your business, that you should build a seven-figure, eight-figure. It really comes back to building authenticity around your work that is focused on the confidence of knowing who you are and what you want to achieve and then building a community that supports that. If you do that right, it doesn't matter what the gurus say. It doesn't matter what's in vogue or not in vogue. You will be successful, whatever that means for you. I think that's the big thing, right? We're all, we preach all the time that we're all not created equal. We're all unique individuals. And what mm -hmm. motivates us is going to be different, right? And that motivation is going to change over time. You know, we talk about our why. That why is supposed to evolve. It's not always supposed to be the same why forever. Mm -hmm. uh, and if it is, then you have to rethink about a lot of what you're doing because then you're you're not getting to the place where you want to be. Um, having children obviously is going to make an adjustment for both of you. Mm -hmm. uh, having another child for for JB, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to adjust some days, right? You're going to have to find new things that 
are important to you during that time that might not have been important to you six months ago. So you're going to have that constant evolution. Uh, the other big thing I think that I'm hearing a lot is, is finding what that is for you and not trying to compare that to someone else. Mm. Right. Because you, it's not always what you think your outcome is, is supposed to, supposed to be right. So if you're comparing to that guru, the seven figures, mm. I heard you say it earlier. Uh, I was making more money when I was keeping as a smaller team and I was able to engage more and you start to realize, Hey, maybe that is more fun mm. and maybe I should scale back and maybe I should re reevaluate what I'm doing. I'll have the pivot bell go off. Bing, 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 pivot, pivot, mm. pivot. Uh, but that is something that you hope to look for and say, we can make changes. We talk a lot about, uh, this is my soapbox thing of that. Every day is an experiment, mm. right? That we are every day there is no such thing as really a failure mm. there's just taking in new data and we take that data we experiment mm. the next day we try it again we try a few different things and we just keep trying until we we keep evolving that that daily experiment to hopefully keep getting to what we want and if we find something we don't that's just data mm. and we take that data and we move forward and i that I really value what you've just said. And I think about me when I was younger, if I listened to my advice and, and there are many people that could be listening now thinking, you know, watching, thinking that's great for you guys to say, Mark's already said that he's built a multiple seven figure business. So it sounds like he's financially okay. And when you're financially okay, you've got more time and more space to explore and pivot but the same is true when like we said earlier when you're a new business owner when you're starting off every day is an experience and if you apply yourself to that experiment faster then you learn more and you succeed faster i used to see the seven figure guys over there you know making a lot of money and i was over here i'm from a working class family one of six children in, uh, from the uk and I, I used to see like this divide that there's those guys over there making money and here's me over here. And they had something that I didn't have because I was brought up in a, you know, working class environment and didn't have all the resources that they must have. And suddenly I realized that there was no difference other than taking action and taking action is key, whether you're new to business or, you know, not new to business. But it doesn't matter how much money you do or don't have, what your goals or what your dreams are. But taking action is what will get you to that result. I love it. I, and and I, I'm excited for you, man. Uh, a potential kit on the way. Really, really exciting for you and your partner. It's a it's an absolute blast. Uh, my, one of my favorite things in, in my life, you know, having having a kid. So I'm, I'm really excited for you. I'm looking forward to hearing about that more down down the road uh you gave us the perfect segue you talked about taking action how can people take action to connect with you if they want to if they want to chat with you or they want to learn more about what you've done or what you're doing how can they get, they get a hold of you beautiful so i have a website markboness.com.au so markboness.com.au and you can reach out to me there check it out find out more about myself my work and send me a message i respond to all messages um it's not one of my team it's me and uh, we also have a Facebook group, so Communities That Convert. So if you just go to Facebook and uh, search Communities That Convert, you'll find us lots of free content, daily resources to help you to build communities around your work and business. That's awesome. And Mark, loved having you on. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day 
to, to get with us here. I know it's early in the morning, your time. It's later in the evening here, but we really appreciate you. Uh, and thanks again for joining us here in the EML. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I love working with you guys. So thank you so much for your time. And thank you for all that you guys are doing in the world. It's really important. So great stuff. Thank you, Mark. And of course, if you want to get any of that information, it will be in the show notes, or you can check us out in the Entrepreneur Mastery Lab, where you can also get in touch with Mark. So more than one way. Doc, super excited to have Mark join us on the podcast. Great to hear from him. I think one of my favorite things he said during that conversation was just this idea of failing fast, not to be afraid to fail and recognizing that whether you're new in business or been in business for a long time, you've just got to continue to tweak and experiment and fail until you can achieve the results you want to achieve. Right. It goes back to a mindset, right? Because the idea that you're not going to fail when you're trying something, it's just ludicrous. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to. And, you know, that's why I talk a lot about the idea of every day is an experiment because we know that's going to happen. And if you can shift that mindset to, yeah, there's going to be failures. That's just part of the process. It's going to happen. You can set that perception up. So you just push through them quicker. You don't have to say sit and, and hold yourself down because of it. I could say probably the, the, the only failure that's a true failure might be the failure to act because whether it's action or whether it's activity, you've got to do something. And so failing is never a bad thing. We should be embracing it. We should be happy with failure because it is just one more experiment that proves we need to do something else. We get definitive feedback from it. It's a good thing. It's data, right? So even if you don't take action, you're still getting data on how that worked, right? Like, so if you don't take action, you get the data that how that worked, it probably spoiler alert, not going to work very well. Um, so, but you get that data and sometimes it's, you know, don't like move your dad, I'm sure your parents told you when you were younger, like lessons and, and you didn't listen to them, even though you know, they're right. And then they do, we had to do it ourselves to experience that. So sometimes you have to experience that in action to know that it's really not going to work for you. So if you're in that stage, just do it quickly. I have one action that I know will work tremendously for any of our guests who are listening or viewing us right now. And drop that is it. Yeah. Pinky. Yeah. Don't, don't drop weight on your pinky, but oh, I thought that was going to be the one. No, no. Get it. Like subscribe, follow, give us a five-star review. Truly. It helps us out tremendously. If you can give us a review and give us a five-star review, let everybody know how fantastic the show is, how great it is to have some of these conversations talking with seven figure business owners, uh, really digging into the insight on how to do this, whether you're, whether you're there or whether you're getting there, it really helps us out. So make sure you take action right now and go ahead, give us a like, subscribe, follow, and a five-star review. And of course you can find us on all our social media at JB and the doctor or on our website at JB and the or check the show notes because we also have a free gift just for you. And of course, if you're not a member of the EML lab, get in there. What are you waiting for? Join yep. that Facebook group. You get to hear from us, people like Mark, all kinds of great stuff. That's right. And whether you whether you track us on the gram, whether you're in our Facebook group, uh, whether you're on our newsletter subscriber, we have we have content coming out every single day, whether it's PT with JB, Psycho Rock with the Doc, we've got a weekly blog, podcast, our newsletter. Everything is there to help make you more successful. It's all free.
it is all free. That's pretty freaking awesome. All right. Speaking of free, it's time to go be free. Till next time, everybody. JB out. Peace out, yo.